Hello all and welcome to another episode of the Brothers Creed podcast where we talk about motivation, ours and others experiences and exploring the world around us. We're the Thomas Brothers. I'm Jared. I'm Ethan. And today we have an interesting episode for you. As we're coming up on the holidays here, uh, many folks are looking for gifts to give or or things they want to buy themselves. And uh, we're going to talk about five guns that every man should own or at least consider owning. (laughs) All right, let's do it. Let's do it. You can't climb the ladder of success with your hands in a pocket. We will not go quietly into the night. They tell me you're a man with true grit. I am the one who knocks. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! That's how winning is done! Okay, so let's dive into... The top five guns every guy should own. So I've put together kind of a list of the top five um, basics, think, guns I think a guy should have. Uh, and then, Ethan, uh, you've put together your top five, right? Yeah. So before we get started with that, um, I just want to kind of preface as well is that um, I'll, obviously we're going to talk about guns today. Always practice uh, safety when it comes to guns. Yeah. Um, typically the top rules of uh, gun safety that we always talk about, just wanted to reiterate, um, always treat a gun as if it's loaded. Uh, always keep it pointed in a safe location. Always keep your finger, finger off the trigger until, you're ready, to until fire. you're ready to fire. Um, and never point it at anything you are not willing to destroy. Yeah. Um, and I added one on there too. Uh, make sure to uh, keep them protected and safe and out of the reach of, of children. Yeah, exactly. You know, I had a, a friend recently tell me, with all that's going on, he's like, I think I want to get a gun, but I just am not familiar with what I what I should get or what I should consider getting. Uh, he doesn't know much about guns, but, you know, we've got guns. And so I said, maybe it would be good to just do a, an episode about how someone might get into it. Uh, so what do you say we start with our first gun, maybe the, the first gun someone should get if they're going to get into guns? Okay. Should we start with that? Yeah. I, I think what you said, I really liked what you said there, you know, many of our listeners, maybe you, um, are, are into guns or, or maybe you have some familiarity, but if you don't, then that's fine. Uh, if you're, you're curious or if you have questions, ask any person that's a gun guy, if you ask them about it, they're going to they're not going to shame you or make you look dumb. They're going to say, Oh, okay. You know, I always have a question or, you know, all, questions are, are completely fine. Yeah. Um, so actually I have a story to go along with that. One. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, we, we grew up with guns and, uh, mostly shooting, you know, all different types of guns. But, um, whenever I, um, uh, was about to, to get married, um, you know, I was 21 ish and, um, there was somebody that, um, we were talking about guns and, and they were showing me the, his collection. And, uh, obviously I had grown up with guns, but I had never, um, become familiar with the AR platform before. So an AR 15, I'd never be- become familiar with the platform. And, and for those of you who don't know, different guns have different ways of, of, of loading and unloading and different things like that. And so he had a, an AR 15 and, and, um, he, was showing it to me. And so he handed it to me. And the first thing you do whenever someone hands you a gun is you always check to see if it's loaded. And like I said, I had, you know, 20 something years of of experience and and I felt like I knew what I was doing, but he handed it to me and I didn't know how to check to see if it was unloaded. 
And so I, I remember in that moment, I, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to look like I was dumb or whatever else. And so, um, but at the same point, I didn't want to, to not verify that it was unloaded. And so I actually handed it back to him and I said, I'm not exactly sure how to check to see if this is unloaded. Can you show me? Yeah. And there was a little bit of, you know, take a, a little bit of a slice of humble pie. But at the same point, it was almost, there was more respect there because it was like, oh, okay, all right, you're respecting the firearm and, and everything else. And so he showed yeah. me. And, and then from there on, you know, obviously that was, you know, 10 years ago. So I was able to um, but like, have I, more I, experience I, now. But yeah. I think a lot of people who don't know about guns, maybe they're like, oh, well, I don't want to be the, the dumb guy in the room. And like, I don't, like, I don't know how to handle this. And that's okay. Like, you can you can do that. You can ask those questions and people will be willing, generally willing to help you or, or explain, uh, what those are. Um, you know, I think that sometimes I assume more people know about guns than actually do, uh, just yeah. because I grew up with them. And then uh, and a lot of people around here, especially in the South have grown up with, or have been around guns and know what guns are. I mean, I mean, if even if you see movies nowadays, you kind of know what some guns are or video games. Yeah, exa- especially video games. But, uh, but yeah, totally. I, I agree. It's always better to be safe than, than sorry. Yeah. So you were talking about, you know, we can kind of start off with what we think maybe one the most important is. My, I, I put my list of well, five. Not that important. I would, I would say introductory and to. I guess that's true. Yeah. You know, I, I put my list together of five. Um, I didn't really put them in any particular order, but I think it's good to think of it that way. So like you, if you were to buy your first gun, what would your first gun be? Yeah. So um, obviously guns can be used for lots of different reasons, yeah. right? Some of the reasons, you know, hunting, um, survival, sporting, sporting, uh, maybe protection, you know, there's, there's, there's yeah. an investment, definitely protection. Yeah. Protection. And, and, you know, I think as well as an investment, um, especially in today's day and age with kind of the uncertainty around firearms, they're, mm-hmm. um, they're only going up in value. Yeah. So, you know, that's a whole different topic, but, um, I guess we'll just talk about. Uh, so I think that, so like along those lines, the most important I think, where a lot of people say like, "Well, I don't know guns," but I mean, people. If someone says, "I want to get a gun," usually it's out of "I want to protect my family," especially right. right now. There's a lot of civil unrest. There's a lot of questions. There's a. I mean, heck, I was talking with a buddy the other day, and he was saying that you know, the, the police department in the city that he's in is absolutely stretched as thin as it could possibly be. And it's just like, well, if you, if you call the police, they're going to be there in, in a little while. As, and soon, so, as soon as they can be, it could be two minutes, it could be 20 minutes. Or an hour. Or, or you'll be longer. on hold on 911. So uh, in some big cities, you, you'll get that. And so it's just like people say, well, I need to be able to protect myself. That is a right that I've been given in the Bill of Rights, uh, in the, excuse me, in the Constitution, uh, the right to bear arms. And, uh, and so people were like, you know, I... I I have that right, and I want to exercise that to protect my family. So I think when starting with that, I think when you're starting out with a pistol, you need something for – when you're starting out with a gun, you need something for home defense. And uh, there's a couple different things that you could do. I think probably – and I get two of these could, could cover that. In fact, all of these could cover home defense. But one of the things I think is probably good is a pistol. Uh, having a pistol. Now, there's a, 
a whole variety of different pistols. There's you can get a semi-auto pistol, which it has a magazine that loads into uh, the grip of the uh, of the gun, and then it feeds in uh, the bullets. Or you can get a revolver, where it's kind of like the old western style, where you you can put the bullets into the chamber cylinder, yeah. a cylinder, and then put it in. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, different. Those are two you know, styles that you'll find out there, and probably the most common pistol out there for, uh, you know, defense or, or concealed carry is probably the Glock. Glocks are very common, and there are just so many of them, and there's so many different types of Glock as a, as a company, and they're, they make different types of pistols. So you can get a, a small, like a, a subcompact or a full size or or just a compact. I was looking at it last night, and they have all different, they just have so many different kinds, and then they iterate, and they create them, and they make them better, so this is like version two of the subcompact, nine millimeter, and so you can get them with different uh, different rounds. Uh, so usually the nine millimeter or 45 ACP typically is what I would suggest to go with, just because they're cheaper rounds, uh, and you're, you can be able to practice with those, and and those are good at close range. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, um, you know, I, I think like you were saying before is that, well, all of this, number one, is is our opinion to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, you know, whether you get, whether a pistol is your is your first gun that you um, are interested in, in for protection, or maybe one of the first ones you want to get is, is maybe more of a, a shotgun for protection. But... Um, but from the from the pistol side of things, I think it's definitely you know important. And and like you said, you can really choose. There's there's so many different options. There's so many different companies. There's so many different um, you know, brands and and even calibers that you can look through. Uh, I personally, um, I've kind of gone through the 45s and nine millimeters and nine millimeter to me was, was something that, that I liked better. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the increased capacity, um, as well as it was a little bit cheaper to shoot. So that was, <laughs> that was kind of nice too. Um, so yeah, if, if it's something you plan on carrying with you all the time, then, well, the one is why, well, the carrying with you, obviously mm-hmm. that's, that's part of it. Uh, if you want to conceal carry, you have to take a course. You have to yep. learn how to do that. You have to get a license, approval from the sheriff, and a lot of cities. And every city is different, really. Uh, and it's actually states or it's, yeah. It's you want to make sure you you want to make sure you know what you're doing. Yeah, but so I don't have my concealed carry, but uh, a lot of times you can easily put a a pistol in a in a safe or like a, a like a book safe near your bed uh, or or near in your closet or something like that, easily accessible. Uh, there's one, in fact, there's several out there where you just like put your finger on it and it reads your fingerprint and then you can easily opens up and it's just, a, it looks like a book almost because it's really flat. So that's, yeah. that's a yeah, way it's to, something that's something that's close by. And, and, and another thing too, to talk about is potentially capacity. Um, yeah. Typically with the full frame pistol, you'll get, it really varies anywhere from maybe 15 to 18 rounds in, in, in the magazine. Uh, which is which is a pretty good amount. Um, and, and more some subcompacts or concealed carry, maybe it's more like six to eight. Um, but uh, if it's something or that you less. have... Or, some or, of them, it's like five and one in the chamber. Yeah, and so, um, you know, but if it's something that you have in your house um, that you don't intend to particularly carry around, you have in a safe, maybe next to the bed, like you said, um, yeah, I think that's a good option. Yeah, so I know that the Glock is popular. 
Actually, that's not the one I have, though, because I don't necessarily like the Glocks because I feel like the safety on a Glock is a trigger safety. So it's like a little safety that you push in the trigger. I don't even know what really what it does because if anybody who grabs the gun and they put their, they're going to put their finger on the trigger and pull it, I guess it helps prevent against like bump fires and stuff. Like if you bump it really hard, it would fire. But yeah, I just I don't feel know like a st- trigger safety is very safe. I don't know the statistics or, or, or the science around it. Um, you know, I've I've had a couple of locks in, and you know, I've liked them. They're very sturdy. They'll they'll basically feed any any type of ammunition that you put into them. I know that a lot of police officers use Glocks. Um, I think it's just personal preference. Yeah, I mean, some people like maybe more of a manual click safety. Um, yeah, that's what I like. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's and just that's personal why, preference. Yeah, that's why I like, I've kind of gravitated towards the 1911s. So it's like a, a, it's a style of a pistol. Uh, it's a little bit different, has more of a click safety. Uh, and uh, the Beretta uh, 92 pistol, uh, which was the M9 uh, used by the military. In fact, it was adopted by the military in 1985 and it replaced the 1911 style pistol that was used in World War II. And so th- that Beretta, you know, that black, uh, it's usually black, it's used by the armies to this day. And uh, I think it's a slick gun. Uh, not something you will conceal carry, but it's a, a slick gun that's uh, going to run you about uh, 600 bucks. Yeah, probably five 600 bucks. Five, 600 so, and, bucks. and that's kind of interesting. We'll talk a little bit about some average prices today, but when you, when you think about it, I mean, just in today's environment, Gun prices have increased significantly. Yeah. Um. You know. You don't know. Some they they, they kind of ebb and flow depending on the political environment. So, um. So these are some some general averages. But. Yeah. So the next one I, I had on my list, the next tier up was shotguns. Tell me what kind of shotgun you think. Yeah. Of. So actually, or what kind of pistol would you get? What um, kind of pistol would you suggest? Well, I, I think it really depends. I mean, I, I don't really think the brand so much matters is as guess. much as your familiarity with the pistol that you have and yeah. range, range time. Um, I, I prefer something with a larger capacity. Um, and like I said, I prefer nine millimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, that for me is, is kind of the, the best, you know, whether it's a, I don't know, a, a Glock 19 or, um, you know, a SIG or a Canic. I, I typically like something that's a little more full frame unless I'm going to conceal carry something. And then obviously, um, you know, I, I, there's, there's lots of different options for that, but yeah, uh, I do like the 1911. The 1911s are, are fun to shoot. They're a little bit heavier. Um, they look better too. Yeah. They can, they just look cool. Um, but that, that's what I would choose. Something more full yeah. frame and, and, um, and you're saying full your, frame as opposed to like a subcompact. Yeah. Yeah. Full frame is something that's a uh, full size, full size, full yeah. size. Yeah. So, uh, secondly is, um, I think is, is just as important is a shotgun. Um, shotguns are probably depending on what kind of shotgun you get. Um, maybe let's just say your standard Remington 870 pump action shotgun. It's probably one of the easiest actions to understand and to 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 make function mm-hmm. um and it's just a it's a very um you know i guess fluid process so i would say you know typically you have either 12 gauge or 20 gauge 12 gauge is is is, is more powerful it's it's bigger um and with that you can use shotguns for all different types of things so you have 
shotguns that are maybe more there have a little bit of a shorter barrel. Uh, maybe they'll have a pistol grip on them. They'll have a tactical flashlight on them. You know, something that is more maybe for a self-defense or, or, or a close quarters type situation, maybe in a house or, or something like that, not for very long range. And then you have shotguns that are maybe are more meant for hunting, uh, whether it be waterfowl, ducks, geese, or whatever it may be, or deer, or deer as well. Um, typically, they have longer barrels, uh, larger stocks, and 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 they're uh, just not as as I guess short and compact as is. Uh, yeah, in fact, I I have a 870 Express. I like it, uh, but then I also have another Mossberg. But I, I was looking online, and there's actually one Mossberg 500 12 gauge. Which is actually a really cool. It comes with a kit from Mossberg. It comes with as a 12 gauge. Uh, it comes with a pistol grip stock. So the the stock is kind of where the where the butt that goes into your shoulder. You can actually change that out to be a pistol grip. Uh, they'll send you, they'll give you a pistol grip as well. It also comes with two different size barrels. So you have a 28 inch barrel, which is more for like your your hunting, hunting your, your skeet shooting, yeah. your sporting, that kind of a thing, and then also eighteen and a half inch barrel, which would be more for like a home defense. So you can take it to the to the go skeet shooting or, or dove hunting or whatever you want, and then you get home, you can put that pistol grip on, put that short barrel on, and you can use it for home defense. Um, that that kit is four hundred bucks, so not too bad. Yeah, my uh, my first gun, the first gun I ever bought was a a twelve gauge shotgun Remington eight seventy. Yeah. Um, I I bought it. Um, I can't remember how many. It was two hundred and fifty bucks. I think is when I bought it. Yeah, I bought one for. I bought my Mossberg for two hundred bucks. Yeah, and so and it's really nice. I mean, I I have shot a lot of uh, skeet or clay pigeons or whatever you want to call them, um, and also uh, gone, gone hunting with it as well. And and I mean, they're just it's just reliable. So yeah, uh, that or the, the Mossberg as well. I use the so for me. I use the, my shotgun as a home defense, and I actually you can buy home defense rounds, so shotgun shells. So, you shotgun you shotgun rounds, they can pack them with anything. They can put balls in them, they can put BBs in them, they can put different amounts of BBs in them, they can put slugs in them. Uh, if you're going like deer hunting or something, uh, so I there's some home defense rounds that have like three rubber balls in them, and so basically. If someone comes to my house, it's not supposed to be in my house, uh, and I shoot them, it's not going to like go through the walls. Uh, I, I'm sure they would probably go through the person, but uh, the thing is you have to be careful of with uh, home defense weapons is you don't want to be shooting into the next room or shooting you know, into the neighbor's house. So having something that's uh, uh, like a just... shotgun, if you shot a shotgun at the wall in your house, it probably would not go through, It would, and you shot it right at the wall, it probably would not go through the outside wall and then into the, and then through the neighbor's house and then inside there. I mean, it depends on how close the houses are, but a shotgun with, with BBs is not going to go that far. Yeah. I think that, I think the biggest thing is just situational awareness, um, you know, and know what you're doing. Obviously, if you're ever in a situation where you have to protect yourself, um, it's probably a hectic situation. I've never, I've never been there luckily and hopefully I never have to be. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, you have to kind of think of, of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's shotgun. So that's two. So we had pistol shotgun, um, and we'll let you guys kind of think through all these and then decide which one you think is probably the first one that you want to get, or maybe the second one, if you already have one of the ones that we're talking about. Um, 
So after pistol and shotgun, what, what what's the next one that you say you would get? So the next one, really, I, I think that is also important is just that I think every person should have, and this might almost be almost an introductory rifle, is a 22 rifle. I'm thinking a 10-22. I have a 10-22, a Ruger 10-22, that is. Also a Marlin. Great. Uh, so it's a semi-auto rifle. Uh, which means you can use a magazine. Uh, some of the the Marlins are tube load, so it's actually a tube right under the barrel that you load the uh, the twenty twos. Now twenty two is a very low caliber. Yeah, and, and by semi automatic we mean basically it's it's one trigger pull equals one bullet. Yes, uh, f- fully automatic would be you pull the trigger and it just keeps firing. Yeah, uh, which you is illegal in some states, and in some states where it is legal, you have to go through a ginormous uh process it's like nine months of like background checks there's 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 permits and different things you have to get i think depending on what state you're in and it costs a fortune uh but yeah so i would say 1022 one of the one of the ones i really like is a 1022 takedown which is where you can take off the barrel and it kind of folds in half you could put it in a backpack so that no one really knows um you know if you were to have to not that you're going to be sneaking around a rifle, but if, you know, if you're walking in the woods or something like that and you don't want anybody to know that you're carrying a rifle, just because some people can be skittish about that, uh, you can keep it in your backpack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's potentially great for hiking or, or whatever else as well. Yeah. So, um, uh, Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, that was actually on my list too was uh, a 1022 or a Marlin Model 60. The 1022 is a, is a magazine-fed uh, semi-automatic or, or versus, you know, there, there's bolt action 22s. There's, there's lots of different options you can get. But one of the reasons that I think 22 is important is like you said, um, the ammunition, it's, it's super cheap. It's, it's, well, it can be super cheap, uh, <laughs> depending it's, it's probably, it's, it. yeah, yeah, it's probably significantly cheaper than any other ammunition. And as well in certain situations, um, you can carry a lot of it at a time. I mean, if you, you could carry 500 rounds of 22, which is usually, a, you know, you get a box from Walmart or used to be able to of 500 rounds of 22 ammunition, and you could put that in a backpack, you could put two, three of them in a backpack and you probably wouldn't notice it. But if you put 500 rounds or a thousand rounds of 45 auto, um, p- pistol ammunition in your backpack, it's that like would be 60 heavy. Yeah. yeah. And so it just kind of gives you that, that capability and, 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 you know, in a hunting situation, you can hunt a lot of stuff with a twenty-two. Um, small game, small game, and to a certain extent as well, twenty-twos are, are are fun to shoot because they're cheap and they um, they're low recoil. So yeah, like you know, I, my wife loves shooting the twenty-two. We also have a twenty-two pistol, and it is no recoil. It's not very loud. I mean, obviously, you wear ear protection when you're shooting guns and eye protection, but it's uh, it's it's just. Low recoil, not very loud. It's not, it's not you know scary to someone who's new to guns, and it's a great introductory uh, pistol. It's a great way to you know get kids into train your kids on how to use guns and how to be comfortable. Um, maybe a bolt action twenty two would be good because just cause shoot it one at a time. But uh, for 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 kids to kind of train them, but uh, yeah, a great great gun. Yeah, to gain experience and confidence with uh, with firearms, I think that's important. So yeah, I I had the same thing on my list. Um, I think that's important. And and, and actually, the twenty two caliber uh, rifle or pistol or whatever it is is actually um, the most popular caliber in the entire United States. There's more guns that are twenty twos 
than any other any other gun. I was, really? reading, I was reading that statistic. It's oh, kind of interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how many crimes are committed with twenty two is probably I low don't know. Amount. I know that most most crimes are committed with pistol with handguns. Uh, most deaths are caused by handgun crimes. Or well, most firearm deaths are as a result of a handgun. Yeah. Yeah. Also, handguns are hard with kids, and if if you're new to hang, if you're new to guns, uh, you know that muzzle, the end of the barrel, can move quickly. Uh, so if you have to be real careful with who's handling it, because if you you can easily point that in the wrong direction, uh, and like we said at the beginning of the thing, you don't want to point it in the direction of anything you don't want to obliterate. Yeah, for sure. So after the the shotgun, the pistol, the the twenty two caliber rifle, whatever it may be. Um, I think an important thing to have is a hunting rifle, a a large caliber hunting rifle. Um, now there's lots of calibers out there that are large calibers, just to name a few 308, uh, 270, 30 out six, you know, there's, there's lots of different calibers that are, um, large enough to, take down a, a large animal, a whether, whether it be animal, a yeah. big game animal, a deer or an elk or a moose, whatever it may be. Um, it'd be a lot harder to take down something like that with a 22. Unless yeah. You're, unless you're a crack but shot. I don't you'd know have if to that's be a great possible. Shot. It, it all comes down to precision. Well, I know someone who's killed a deer with a BB gun. I guess it's a yeah. BB gun. I think it's, it's all about where you where you hit them. I guess it's all about precision. Really, that's what it is. I mean, I mean, if you have a gun that can just pack a huge punch, really, I mean, you talk about some of these giant elk and moose. I, I, unless you're shooting like a fifty caliber like Beretta or something like that, it's going to absolutely rip the thing in half. You wouldn't do that anyway because it would kill the meat. But uh, really, it's all about precision and, and being comfortable with your uh, your rifle. I went to elk hunting a couple times in Utah when I lived in Utah. And I was I was hunting with a 270. Uh, it's a heavy gun to carry around for f- miles and miles and miles in the woods. But I think I think yeah. maybe that was because uh, I, I don't maybe I I only spent about 400 bucks on the, I got a Remington 270, uh, about 400 bucks, and I got a huge scope on it because you're at that when out there you're hunting large long distances, maybe up to 300 yards. Uh, so it can be, you know, you need a good scope. Yeah, for sure. Um, I uh, I kind of consolidated calibers into the thirty out six, which is you know similar, and um, with a, a, a Ruger American thirty out six is basically you know I've shot it lots of times, but I don't really hunt as much, right? I mean I have it for uh, in case, and, and it's fun to shoot, especially when you 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 reach out you know a couple hundred yards and you're you're shooting out there a little ways. It's just, it's fun to, to practice and to, and to shoot like that. But it's also, yeah, it can, you can really get into it and, and really just long range target shooting. That's a, that's a hobby that a lot of people have and they just go to the range and they sh- can, you know, drive tax at 300 yards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for cool. sure. And, and I think it really kind of depends. I mean, in any of these categories, you can spend 200 to $20,000. I mean, depending on, on, on where you want to go with it. Um, I mean, it, it really, uh, probably a, a typical Ruger American, um, or, or like, like Jared said, um, uh, what, what brand, a Remington 270, yeah, a Remington 270. I think that, um, any of those probably would, would, would run you, I don't know, between three and, and $500. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, the Remington 270 has been good to me. Uh, I like it. I think that it's it's always good to have, and it's it's kind of fun to shoot long range as a, as opposed to close range. Most of those will be bolt action. I don't know that most hunting rifles are bolt action. Yeah, uh, I know that um, there are some that are uh, semi-auto, but... You, you can hunt things. with almost any gun. I mean, you can hunt with a pistol. You can hunt with... It just has to have a certain muzzle velocity. And I know the laws are different per state, but I know that... You know, in Utah, for example, when I was really into it, uh, you can hunt with certain pistols. It just has to have a certain amount of power uh, at, when it comes out of the gun and, and the velocity when it, you know, at certain ranges. You don't yeah. want to be like just and there's throwing seasons, rocks and, and there's seasons for stuff. There's uh, If you're hunting with, so let's say, a muzzleloader, black powder, um, there's certain seasons. Or even if you're hunting with, uh, you know, archery or crossbow or whatever it may be, there's... Um, you know, certain stipulations, but like you said, it just kind of depends on the state. So, yeah, that's another thing. A muzzle, like, so black powder rifles are, are kind of the old school uh, way to shoot guns in that you pour the powder down the barrel and you shove a, the, the, the bullet down there, like a, a circular bullet. Or nowadays, they actually have, uh, you know, more advanced black powder because there's a special before they go into the regular rifle season, they have a black powder because uh, it's a little bit more difficult to to shoot black powder uh, much more difficult to reload obviously and uh, so that can be fun uh, i have a one black powder pistol from it's a replica from i think it's a 1859 confederate navy replica pistol or something like that interesting it's kind of cool yeah yeah definitely so uh, i mean obviously all these things that we're talking about they're on the basic end right you can you can. There are so many different types and variations of firearms that, um, obviously, any collection as a collection grows that you'll continue to collect. But these are kind of like the, um, the 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 basics that we thought that you could potentially start from. So we we had the uh, the pistol, the shotgun, the twenty two. Um, then we had uh, some sort of large caliber hunting rifle, and then the last one. Um, is probably one of the most debated guns in the entire United States, well, probably the whole world, which is <laughs> um, m- more of a, a, a rifled caliber... Um, semi-auto. Semi, semi-auto, right? So what most people know as uh, like an AR-15 or an AK-47, there's lots of different names for them. Some people also referred to as a MSR, a modern sporting rifle, or MBR, main battle rifle. <laughs> yeah, battle rifle, I've heard them called that too. So, um, you know, obviously they're potentially in some situations military-esque, but the civilian versions are significantly different than um, the the capabilities of a fully militarized Rifle. Well, full full militarized rifles, they have three on burst and they have full auto. Whereas you don't get that with a military, excuse me, with the civilian um, versions. Versions, you only have semi auto. And so, which means that you pull the trigger and and that's a bullet. You pull the trigger and that's a bullet. Now, same thing as it's the same thing as if you had a, you're firing a Ruger 1022. Uh, You pull the trigger and it fires a bullet. So, same thing, it's just a higher caliber bullet. And that you're shooting. Typically, you're shooting a, a 223 or 556 if you're shooting on an AR platform, an AR 15, which does not stand for assault rifle. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> a very common misconception across the entire yeah. political, political realm. Or you have um, 
an AK-47, which shoots um, uh, 762 by 39, which is the the caliber round there. Um, Typically, more of a a Russian um, Russian bullets. Yeah. Well, I I think in the the design and everything else is more of a foreign. Well, it's called a Kalashnikov. Yeah, Kalashnikov was the guy that invented it. So, um, and the AK-47 is most well known, but there's AK-46s. There's uh, AK seventy fours and there's nineties. There's there's all kinds variants. of variances on it. Really, it just has to do with. I mean, you can maybe do a whole episode of on yeah. That, it depends but. on what you're trying to do with it. If it's long distance or it's the setup or what they call the furniture, which is your uh, your your grips and your your buttstock and what they're made out of and everything else. So, um, now there there's lots of different reasons to own that. Um, you know protection is is the one that we've talked about as well um and and that's that's uh 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 very potential yeah Yeah, so protection from a variety of things you know you think about um you think about one civil the most likely to list through the most likely to least likely right so the most likely is maybe if a group of guys are trying to get into your house so where your low caliber your pistol uh or where your um, your, your shotgun that can only hold a certain, a few number of rounds is not going to help you really uh, defend off, you know, two or three, four guys that are trying to get in your house or yeah. something like when that. When I think a lot of things too is the argument is, well, why do you need 30 rounds? You know, it's like, well, if I am in a situation where I need to defend myself or my family, I, I, I want to have a thousand rounds, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, it's like, why are you putting a limit on... Um, how I can protect my family. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, if it's if it's gotten the right way, and, and if it's it's a, a legal sale, legal buy, and everything else, then we as Americans have that right. You know, it's like, oh, you don't in in a baseball game, you don't give somebody a, a toothpick and say, oh, well, you know, you hit the baseball with this toothpick, and and because we're trying to even the odds between you and the other team. And it's like, yeah. well why is that necessary and so and so yeah there's so we had the you know civil unrest civil unrest maybe is the next one um it well you know you'll get a mob that might come to your house uh trying to loot your house or or trying to harm your family i know that several people defended their businesses from absolutely getting destroyed burnt to the ground uh they stood out front with their with their rifles and said hey we're we mean business here like we're protecting our property and our livelihoods here, and I think every American has the right to defend their property and their livelihood. Yeah. And well, I think I think it from a from a if we go from a, a macro level to a micro level, right? We have a military macro level. We have a military in the United States to protect us from foreign and mm. domestic potentially um, uh, enemies. Enemies, right? But. The, the military isn't going to be dispatched to my house if there's an issue, right? And the police may be, but we talked about that earlier, is it could take 20 to 30 minutes to get anybody there or longer. Mm-hmm. And so from a macro level, the United States has the military and they have the um, the equipment to be able to protect themselves. Down to a micro level is my house is my country. My house, is, my house, house is, is my king. My house is my castle, right? And my family is, is are underneath my stewardship, and it is my responsibility to protect my family, just like it is the responsibility of the government to protect us from foreign, like we talked about, or or, or domestic threats. 
Um, and so it only makes sense that I would have an, an equal opportunity to be able to defend myself and my castle. Yeah, totally. Because, I mean, if you think about it, really, with a shotgun, you're not going to, you're not going to, like, at 50 yards, the shotgun it doesn't, won't do anything at all. A pistol, you have a small number of uh, rounds, and it's not very accurate long distances. Uh, your hunting rifle, the accurate long distances, but it's usually bolt action. Usually it's not uh, very small magazines. You're not going to get a large magazine, so you're not going to be throwing very many rounds at all. A 22 semi-auto doesn't do, it's not going to hurt anybody. Or, or, well, Actually, I mean, it could hurt somebody, but you're not going to defend off uh, a bunch of... In, you know, an angry mob or or maybe an invading enemy force with a 22. No, you definitely could. But I was actually watching this YouTube video, and uh, it's interesting. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of information out there. It's really cool. Um, but they were talking about the lethality of a, a 22 caliber rifle. Yeah, and they were talking about at what distance is a 22 caliber rifle still lethal? And so they went out 100 yards, and um, basically they had um, can't the bullet travel a mile? Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure. That sounds about right. Um, basically, they they had a a a dummy or uh, some some a gel that acted like it was about the same density as a, as a human body, and they were shooting this this from a distance. And basically, they could tell how far the bullet penetrated if it would be considered lethal or not. Um, and they went out to like 400 yards. And they must have been aiming at the sky, you know, aiming totally at the yeah, sky. Yeah, it was interesting, but they went out 400 yards, and the issue wasn't lethality. The issue was accuracy. Yeah, totally. It, they, they, it, it was very inconsistent to be accurate on a silhouette at 400 yards with a 22. Now, I'm sure some I mean, people, you're, you're talking, you probably have to be aiming like yeah, 10, I, 20 feet above your target. Yeah. To, to even because you're you're talking about that arc, you're really almost just arcing, almost like a, an arrow. You're arcing it. Yeah, really, it's how you're throwing those. Yeah, but it was just interesting um, how you know, and at that range, you could potentially maybe it wouldn't stop someone in their tracks, but if you got shot and in a, in a situation where there was no medical attention, then there's obviously lots of other issues that could stem from that and medical issue infections yeah. and different things like that. Yeah. So, um, and let's see, probably the next level up is. Uh, foreign invaders, right? That would be the next reason to have an AR. Yeah. Uh, what did the pre- Emperor of Japan say that we don't want to invade America because behind every blade of grass is a gun? Yeah, yeah. They don't want to. What they say they they awoke a sleeping giant. Yeah, after that's what they said after Pearl Harbor. Um, but I don't think that that's that's not like that far fetched. I mean, like, I thank goodness we've never had any foreign wars on American soil. I mean, Pearl Harbor's probably the Pearl Harbor, maybe 9-11, uh, that was a war about more of a terror attack, but you could say it was almost like a, a war attack. Uh, those are, we're so lucky that we haven't had to experience that. I mean, you talk to almost any other country in this world, and they've had foreign, they've been occupied probably by foreign armies in, yeah. in, in their history. And uh, France and Poland and, yeah. and, and European countries that were invaded and taken over by Nazi Germany. Oh, totally. Yeah, uh, Crimea. They just got invaded. I mean, they would. That was like within like four years ago, right? Yeah, for they got sure. invaded by the Russians. Um, you, you talk about you know back in, uh, I, I mean, Libya. All these places, the Middle East is always you know a churning unrest. But, yeah. Um, I think that it's important to you have that in case that that ever did happen. 
Yeah, well, I think it's it, it's closer than we think potentially too, and and obviously people will say, oh well, that was that was you know World War II was so many years ago that nothing like that could ever happen again with technology and how things are today. But I mean, anything could happen. We we, we have no idea. And the United States, um, you know, in in let's say the the Battle of Midway. Right. Whenever we um, were were fighting the, the Japanese, the Japanese in, the in Midway, yeah. and, and basically Midway is is an island out. I think it's uh, past Hawaii. Um, that basically, if the Japanese would have occupied that island, then it would have been a stepping ground for them to then jump to the western seaboard of the United States. Yeah, that was like if we had lost that battle, like California would have been next to fall. I mean, can you imagine yep. Japanese troops? Like D Day, like boarding on the yeah. you know Santa Monica Pier and the beach, and just like just coming on board and and just taking occupation yeah. of America. Now, now talking this way might sound a little crazy, um, but you know you never know, and and I think that's one of the beauties of living in this wonderful country is that we have the the right and the blessing um, to be able to do this. Uh, we live yeah. in, in we live in a free state and a free country to be able to um, ex- express ourselves and to um, own uh, firearms, which I, I think is pretty cool. Yeah, and you know what? One time I was talking to a buddy, and, and he was like, "Oh, well, what is an AR-15 going to do?" He said, "That's that argument's ridiculous. What is an AR-15 going to do against the army or the military?" And I said, "Have you?" seen what's been going on in Afghanistan and Iraq for the past like 20 years. I mean, like it's a war of insurgency. They've been fighting America with AK-47s for 20 years and we're still there. And so it's like you can absolutely uh, wreak some havoc with these w- with these things. Maybe you know, if they send a missile to your house and they absolutely just decimate your house. Yeah, I mean, there's in certain cases uh, you know, you're, you're out, but... Uh, they can definitely a war of insurgency, uh, an AR or AK or that that's this type of uh, rifle would really do you well. Yeah. And then the final one, the final stage, a reason is tyranny within your own country. Yeah. After foreign invasion or, or wars outside of the United States, it'd be yeah tyranny within your own country. I mean, how many countries have we seen that have taken away? Uh, you, Nazi Germany, we saw, what was it, in Bosnia, Herzegovina, back in the 90s, uh, or late 90s, I think it was, they were just genociding their own people. Yeah, um, and one of the first things they do is they take the guns away from the citizens. Yeah, we talked about that in you know, communism, they did that. Uh, how many people did they? We talked about that in our Halloween episode. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the, the, the terrors of, of communism. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, w- one final thing that I want to say about uh, all this. I mean, this, this is a good list. Obviously, this is a, just a list of five. And, and one thing that we said, too, this is five guns that every man should own. But, or a woman. Hey, yeah. Or a woman. Why not? You know, every, I th- I maybe think every family. Yeah, maybe every family. That, that's really, a good, I, f- that's a good I thing. feel like my wife owns the guns that I own, too. Oh, I don't, completely. I don't, I don't see them as mine. I see them as ours. She might not like to shoot some yeah. of them, but... Or my wife would probably say, well, I don't know the combination to the safe, but... that's neither here nor there um but the last thing that's also the thing is always keep your gun safe yeah yeah we will mention that at the beginning but the last thing that i was going to say is um you know you have these five things but ammunition yes A, a gun without ammunition is a stick yep it's it's nothing more than just a a bludgeoning tool to to 
to throw at somebody. Um, it's basically useless. And so ammunition is important. Now, we could have a whole other episode on, well, how much ammunition should I have for each caliber or for each type of gun that I have? And really the answer is, as, as right now, as much as you can find um, yeah. and, uh, or as much as you can afford and um, as much as you, you, know, you feel that you need to, uh, to well, fulfill what, what your task is. If, if you're going out on the weekends and shooting every weekend, then obviously you need more. But if, if you just have some in storage for some kind of survival situation, then you know it, it just kind of depends. Yeah, I think that also I like to shoot out of my stock. Whenever I shoot, I don't like to go to the store and buy to shoot. I like to shoot out of what I have. So not out of don't have to go to the store out of necessity. Say, oh, I want to shoot my gun now. I got to go to Walmart and get something because then what if yeah. it's not there? Yeah. So usually when I shoot, I I buy not when I'm going to go shoot. I, I buy bef- like well before that or just after that or when it's on sale, um, because it can be expensive and depending on where you get it, uh, you know, depending on the caliber or whatnot. So definitely. I would say it's good to build up a little bit of a stock so that when something happens to where it gets all totally wiped out, uh, you, you have something uh, to in, in stock, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a lot of people might ask, well, how does this fit into a brother's creed? Well, you know, we're talking about um, motivation and experiences and exploring what the world has to offer. And I think that this is uh, one of those things that, that is uh, kind of fits into maybe the experiences and exploration Yeah, um, to be able to uh, know what's out there, know what your rights are and um, be informed a little bit yeah, about what, having, what, what uh, you can buy. Cause some people, you know, maybe are afraid to ask those questions. They won't look dumb. So it's like, Hey, this is what's out there. Uh, these are some guns that you might be willing to, that you should maybe consider purchasing if you're new into guns or, if you are looking to maybe build out your your gun uh, hobby a little bit more, these are some ones you can consider. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, we're not experts. Uh, we not. have we have a lot less experience than some, and a lot more experience than others. Um, so <laughs> you know, I think that could be said about anybody. But you know, I think rounding out, uh, it's important to uh, practice those uh, safety habits always with guns. Um, and enjoy it. Have fun. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think this has been a great podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening. We appreciate your time. Uh, we really appreciate some of the feedback that we've gotten. It's been great to hear some of you uh, reach out to us on Instagram or, or Facebook and just say, hey, you know, I like the episode. We love your feedback. And that kind of helps us keep... We don't need help keep going because we're really enjoying this, but it is it makes us feel good. We we appreciate that gratitude. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and you can find us on Instagram at uh, a brothers creed. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find us on uh, Apple iTunes, uh, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Spotify, uh, Podbean. Also YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, so go out and check our YouTube. We do. Channel. In fact, we're gonna we're starting to post uh, these uh, videos. We're actually recording this one, and we're gonna put this one on, uh, on on YouTube. So if you're a visual person, go ahead and uh, check that out. Yeah, and, you'd like to see see us as we talk through some of these things. Uh, it's there. So subscribe, like, leave a comment if you can, and uh, we always enjoy hearing your feedback. So that's right. Let's uh, let's build that creed together. All right, let's do it.